I guess we should do this thing, huh? Fuck yeah, let's do this. All right. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Tip to Tip with Lou and Chris. My name is Lou. Hey, my name is Chris. Now, I can't tell because of the slight lag with Skype, but do you you know that I'm about to say the part where you then say your name? Yes. Are you immediately jumping in, or are you like waiting a second? No, I'm I'm following whatever I'm hearing. You you jump in. the The lag on Skype makes it seem like I say my name's Lou. <laughs> and I'm Chris. There's this like long lag in between, and, and it'd be amazing it if you were like, like that, like waiting. Like, should I jump in? Now? <laughs> um, it's like you know, fucking jump rope, and you're like waiting for your turn, like <laughs> bobbing back and forth. Oh my god! Um, Skype. I just want to jump in really quick and say that um, I've been sick for about a week, so I have a cough drop in my mouth. So I'll try not to make a ton of noise and annoy the shit out of everyone. Yeah. Um, so we'll do I our best with it. that. Is it like I, loud? It's, eh, it's not loud, but I can hear it. What I would say is I'd rather have you doing that the whole episode and I can still hear your audio than you're like back here talking like this and I can't hear it. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. My throat's all fucked up. Do, do your best. That's all I can ask. You I know? got I to um, tell you, though, I'm fired up. Yeah. I was thinking about this. I'm ready to record. I'm ready to be here wow. with you. Glad to hear that. You're, we're here together. Woo! Virtually. <laughs> In the future, we'll put on virtual reality headsets and we'll actually just sit next to each other. And we'll actually maybe touch we can, like, our get, tips. Maybe we can get in a 69 position and in re- virtual reality, our dicks could be microphones. <laughs> that would be fucking intense. What's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> so, we're talking about... This is episode 19 we're doing today. Awesome. And... uh in a minute, we're going to be talking about the culinary rap. But before we do that, I have something I have to tell you. So in episode 16, we had a conversation. It was long. It was uh, interesting. It involved Ray Liotta. Yeah. And the the question posed would was, was how much would it take, money-wise, for me to suck Ray Liotta off to completion? And of course, I said, you know, enough to pay off my bills, but I don't really know a number, probably lower than my wife would require to be married to a guy who sucked off Ray Liotta to completion. <laughs> and then, you know, of course, you want to know how much you th- that, that I thought Tammy and I couldn't really say, except for that I thought it was more than $10,000 or whatever you guessed it would be. Uh-huh. So I, I pinned my wife to the, the wall. And, no, I'm kidding. But I did <laughs> I did kind of badger her and, and ask her to please take the question seriously just for a minute. And we talked it out. It was like a good 15-minute conversation. And the number is $50,000. Five zero. Okay. 50K. 50K, she would allow me to suck off Reliota to completion. And then she could continue being married to me and, like, kissing me and having, you know, an intimate relationship with me after that fact but any less than fifty thousand dollars and there would be questions okay so that's the number we found it we found the number for my wife now that's ray liotta that's not necessarily everybody but ray liotta so if you're out there boss (laughs) if you're out there you got 50 grand 50 grand a blow 
<laughs> I've got uh, a nice beard. It'll it'll be a little tickly on the inner thighs, but I got bills to pay, my friend. And if you want, you can just fucking like just stare me down the whole time with those steely blues. I'm in. Oh so, my god, it's out there. It's out there in the world. But today we're talking about the culinary rap. So let's go ahead and do our occupational breakdown. <laughs> that, that one had like more character than the other ones did. Oh man, that one was kind of that one was kind of kind of zany. I I just pulled it out. It's there like for that. you I'm, and I can't. two or three listeners. All, yes, all seven of our listeners. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I can't wait to hear that back. I want to listen to that again and again. I tried something uh, new. Yeah, I, I endorse it. So the culinary rap. That's a weird name for a, a business, huh? The culinary rap. The culinary rap. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I quit my job as a security guard after one shift and a lot of scratching and farting. <laughs> and and I got this job at the culinary rap. The position was cashier trainee because I never made it past the trainee point of things. <laughs> <laughs> I love this <laughs> shit. There's going to be so many episodes of I, I walked in and then I walked I out. <laughs> I know one of these, you know, one of these episodes we're gonna have to talk quite a bit about the interviewing process because I have done a lot of fucking interviews, and I think that's actually where a large amount of my skill lays, um, in the process of you know interviewing for a shitty minimum wage style job. Mm-hmm. But that's not this episode. We're gonna we're gonna do something else here. We're gonna talk about the culinary rap. Uh, my wage earned was four seventy five an hour, which I'm sure was minimum wage at the time, and I was employed there for. Two days. <laughs> Two days is all it took. It's not really true. Um, life circumstances kind of led to this being a two-dayer to a degree, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So that was your occupational breakdown. Occupational breakdown! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I did I that mean, with my voice being what it is. I don't either, but there's a chance you're going to be done talking in a minute. <sighs> Hey guys, tip to tip. So, the Culinary Wrap was a new fast food concept restaurant that featured wraps of all shapes and with all fillings. <laughs> so basically, like a, a a white person's burrito joint. Nice. Right. Yeah. The owners were like a, like four college friends, one of whom looked like a young, good-looking Kenny G. Mm. I remember that. I don't know why I remember that, but he had like the Kenny G style hair, but he was like a guy, he was the kind of guy that, that as a 27 year old dude, probably a lot of like 15 year old girls thought was hot. You know, he's like athletic and tan. Um, Did his face look I like Kenny G's face? No, his face looked like a good looking, a good looking guy, <laughs> but with Kenny G's hair on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's also hard to say because when I close my eyes and picture Kenny G, I just see a hair and a flute. So yeah, you know, I don't know. Does he play the flute? I don't think he plays the flute. I think he plays something else. No, he Is plays he some, some kind of saxophone. It's a sax. It's like <clears throat> a like an alto sax or something, yeah. right? The long, the dick-shaped saxophone he plays. Yeah, the, the cock-shaped one. one. The cock, the coxophone. Yes. So, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I remember them just because when I did my interview, I interviewed with all four of them. And it was very short and sweet. You know, they were hiring minimum wage employees to run their fucking register and, and make their wraps. So it wasn't like they were really looking for the cream of the crop or anything. Right. But 
they weren't even open yet. Like they had just started building the place. Like I remember them starting building it because it was right next door to a bagel store that Jacqueline worked at at the time called Shirley's Bagels. So I, I remember them starting to build it. And then when it became like actually clear what it was going to be, I applied there. I got the job like the week I quit the U.S. guard place. And yeah, I did basically two shifts. The first shift was like an orientation where I met the other employees who were all new as well. And then the, the second day was like register training and menu, like learning the menu and getting to taste some fucking wraps and shit like that. But I don't really remember anything about this fucking place other than <laughs> what I just said. I remember there was a girl who got hired there the same time I did. And she was a girl that I remembered. She was a customer when I was at the warehouse music, like renting videos to people. Yeah. I remember her being a customer there and she didn't recognize me. And I didn't say like, hey, do you remember me? I was just like in my head. Oh, there's that cute girl. I remember seeing a lot at the warehouse. And then I introduced myself and then she was like, nice to meet you. And then went off, you know, went on with her life. But so, yeah, I'm not I guess the point of that story is I'm not very memorable. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. I'd say probably about 60 percent of the time I'm not memorable. That's actually pretty. That's a pretty strong. I think it's probably less than that. Well, I guess it depends because you're not, you know, going to pull your dick out in front of a customer, you know. It's like, oh, not at that job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait till we get to wait till we get to later jobs, maybe. But uh. yeah i can't wait for those stories that that's when we're going to really test whether or not uh this podcast has any legs (laughs) (laughs) immediately get get roasted on the internet for me being a shithead back in the day um yeah uh that place was not too far from where we lived i walked there the two days i worked there and honestly i remember nothing else than what i just said i remember eating a wrap and being like, eh, this is good enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, right around the same time as when I got this job. So I mentioned in the last episode that we had moved in with my mom, got an apartment with her in the same complex we were living in, and then kind of as a surprise, my younger sister, who's three years younger than me, moved in as well. And I don't get along with my sister. I don't remember... Very few times in my life do I remember getting along with her. But at this point, we were way past that time, and we just weren't... I I didn't really have any respect for her, or I I didn't really like her vibe. And so the fact that we were going to live with her was a bummer, but I was like, oh, well, we'll just suck it up, and I'm not going to, like, make my mom have to choose or anything like that. What was Uh, your um, communication like with her at that time? My sister? Yeah. Uh... I mean, you're, li- you're living in the same place, so I'm just trying to... Get polite, it. but, like, <laughs> avoiding any kind of real... Uh, like, I didn't ask her a lot of questions. I didn't offer a lot of information, kind of passing as ships in the night if I could have my way. Just, you know, avoiding confrontation, because if we started talking, she would inevitably say something that would fucking irritate me. And I'm not good with that, because I, I tend to say what I think. Yeah. So... Yeah, this is this is around the time. I mean, she was this is probably like week 3, week 4 of living with her. Maybe maybe a little more, maybe a little less, but there was an incident. There was a specific incident. I'm not going to get into too much detail about it because a it paints my sister in a really ugly light and I don't I don't really care to like do that into the 
put that into the world in yeah. this me- medium. But I will say that my we were, me and Jacqueline were driving and we saw my sister walking like home, like back to the apartment, and she was wearing one of Jacqueline's shirts. Oh. And so we got back to the apartment before her because we were driving. She was walking, and. Jacqueline immediately like went and into her her room which was really just like the big kind of walk-in closet in the front hall because there wasn't enough bedrooms for all of us yeah so and she had stolen a bunch of Jacqueline's clothes and I don't don't remember if she had stolen anything else but I I like went off the handle I like flipped out Um, I ransacked her fucking room and basically took anything of value out of it that I wanted yeah like cds things like that because i was like you're gonna steal from us okay like we're we don't have any respect for each other anymore huh so yeah i i i was not the bigger man in that moment yeah. i basically was like i will give you the exact same respect you gave me looking back on it uh, as an adult and not a, a fucking piece of shit i could have been more compassionate you know but i just i didn't have any patience for it and so then she got home and this is the kind of funniest part. She got home and she wasn't wearing the shirt. She had like a different shirt on. Ah. And and I and I remember Jacqueline confronted her and was basically like, go get my fucking shirt. And, you know, there was like about two minutes where my sister tried to pretend like she didn't know what she was talking about. Yeah. And then, of course, like quickly, you know, I never saw Jacqueline really like get fucking get pissed like yeah. that. Like really get like in someone's face. Like I never saw her get in a fight or anything like that. It was weird to see her like get alpha. Yeah, and she got alpha. And so my sister went out into the hallway and like found her shirt, which she had like hidden behind something out in the world. And it was it wasn't even like an expensive shirt. It was like I, I remember it being like a Felix the Cat print T-shirt, like not even anything special, really, just like a fun T-shirt. But fuck you. That's not your T-shirt. How much other clothes? Did I don't take? remember. But there was there was a few things. There okay. was enough things where I was like, what the fuck? Um. And I'm going to tell you right now what else there was, but I'm going to not have it in the episode. So there's going to be a brief cut after this moment and then we'll get back into it. But it made a difference. Yeah. So needless to say, I'd seen enough and, you know, we went out and bought a fucking door with a lock for our bedroom or a door. We bought a knob, a doorknob with a lock (laughs) for our bedroom door. It already had a door on it. (laughs) We didn't have to purchase the door. But yeah, we got a lock for our door and so she couldn't get in our bedroom anymore when we were home but we were like we don't want to i don't uh, jacqueline was like i'm not gonna live with her anymore this is my memory of it i she was like i don't i'm not gonna live with her anymore we need to figure something out and i was like i don't want to live here either like i don't i i knew my mom a i knew my mom wasn't gonna kick my sister out because my mom looking at the two of us would be like okay if lou leaves he's gonna figure it out if she leaves she may end up dead in a gutter. So if it's if she's going to have to choose, I knew which way she'd go, and I didn't even want to have to put her in that position. So I we kind of just made the decision that we were going to move out. And I had a conversation with my mom, and I basically said, I know it sucks because you were counting on our rent money, but I also know that if I told you that I wasn't going to stay here if Nicole was, that you weren't going to kick her out. So instead of you having to make that choice, I'm making the choice for you. Yeah, we're we're going to we're going to leave as soon as we can figure out a way to, to not be here. And good luck. Really? And really quick. Yeah. Just before you get too far from it. What was yeah. your sister's reaction when you retaliated kind of doing your thing? Nothing. She acted like it didn't even happen. 
And did you take she, anything of real value or just like... She didn't have anything of real value. And the things I took, I didn't even care about. I just wanted her to feel how I felt, you know? Yeah. So I took like all of her CDs and her CD player and <laughs> I just, I, tr- I pretty much trashed that room. Ooh, yeah. Sorry. Get no, let it go. Get all the demons out. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh. Uh. I have to decide if I want to edit any of that out, but I really kind of enjoy it. I like it. It's real life. We're doing it. It's for real here. But yeah, no, I I really didn't have any feelings other or yeah, I didn't have any feelings of sympathy. And I just I demolished her fucking room. And then when she got when she saw it, she just I think she left. I think she just bounced out of there. I don't really remember. But I know there wasn't like a confrontation. She was smart enough to know that there was not going to no good was going to come from stepping to me in that moment and of course my mom gave me a hard time about it and rightfully so but she didn't she didn't give me a hard time about moving she more or less was like yeah i understand like i hope you guys can figure it out because i i know you have a better chance of figuring out than she does so but yeah that's and then like i said last episode i had been thinking about moving to champagne to start a band with my friend clay right and Jacqueline's mom lived in Chicago at this point. She lived downtown. And so we quickly came up with a plan, bought cheap ass plane tickets. And again, I've mentioned it before, but most of the money, all of the money that we had at that point was her money. (laughs) You know, I just didn't, I didn't have enough steady work after the theater that all the money we had at that point was her money. So she paid for fucking two plane tickets uh, back then, you could get a plane ticket for like 120 bucks from L.A. to Chicago, which was pretty crazy. Shittiest airline ever, ATA Airlines, I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it ex- exists anymore. But, uh, yeah, those she paid for. We got one of those storage, uh, the boxes, you know, like the pods. Sure, yeah. We got one of those. They fucking parked it on the street outside, and we loaded it up with all of our shit that we weren't going to be able to bring. I basically packed my fucking guitar and, you know, clothes and my journals and everything else went into a big box. And then we hoped for the best. Like, all right, we're going to pay for, for this long distance for as long as it takes. And it ended up taking like two or three years. Fuck. <laughs> but you know, at some point in a future episode, we'll unveil the pod box with all of our stuff in it. <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, we fucking within, I would say less than three weeks of that incident, but maybe, maybe it was three weeks, maybe it was a month, but it was very, a short period from the time that that happened to the time we were on a plane and left, left California. And I, I, it was weird cause I wasn't happy about leaving cause I like feel really good about LA and California and the vibe here, but we just needed to get out of that situation. And I was kind of excited to get to Champaign and see what was going to happen there. I had no idea what to expect. I had visited Champaign like, couple times during high school you know people we knew were going to college there or whatever um but i didn't know what it was gonna be like to live in a college town in the middle of cornfields oh my god so I, it sounds like yeah, you that, would hate it it does sound like that and and you want to know what in the next episode we're going to talk very deeply about <laughs> how that was because uh yeah that's it we're, we're done there's nothing more to say you have any more you have any questions about the culinary rap or oh the events god. surrounding it so you don't remember quitting. You don't remember coming in that second day and being like, this isn't for me. No, I, you know what? Had I stayed living there, 
see the thing that happens to me a lot of times is if I know I'm not going to stick around, then I don't see any point in going through the motions. So that all you know happened between your first and second day? No, I it, it it happened I don't know exactly, it's hard to judge and I couldn't find the exact timeline in my journal. But I know I what what I remember is I got the job. I worked a couple of days there. This stuff happened and I knew that I wasn't going to stay and so I just didn't go back anymore. But I don't remember if I called and quit. I don't remember if I got my paycheck from that job for my two days or whatever. Yeah. I don't really remember any of that. And I couldn't find any evidence in the journal that specifically said how it went. So yeah, it's all a mystery. You've got everything I remember. All right. So I guess Um, no need for the PP scale. I mean, let's call it a five. (laughs) (laughs) Let's cut, let's, let's just cut the deck in half, you know? Sounds good. Yeah. PP scale. All right. Sometimes and there's no point. Anything else uh, to add about this period of time, or no? I think I think that's I think that's it. I think we're 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 done with Newport Beach. We've moved on with our lives. And next episode, we're going to be talking about Bixby's bagels. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let me ask then: so from the time that you quit the culinary rep till getting the job at Bixby's Bagels, how much time? I would say about a month. Okay. Four and this to is, five weeks. Where's uh, Bixby's Bagels? Bixby's Bagels is in, I think it's in Champaign. Champaign's weird because Champaign and Urbana uh, right. are right next to each other. Mm-hmm. And so I don't remember if there was where the border was, but I always think of it as in Champaign. A lot of people call Champaign, Champaign-Urbana. Right. Just as like one word. So, but yeah, Champaign. It was it was there, amidst the corn. <laughs> well, so, I mean, we'll talk about that more in the next episode. So we will. We'll talk about it ad nauseum. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully there is something in this episode for you, and uh, if not, hopefully there'll be something for you in the next one. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Bye.